0: Oh, Oh, wait. Trivia time. (laughs) (laughs) What is a group of flamingos called? Uh, (laughs) I'm going to say a savage of flamingos. Mm. Answer time. (laughs) 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 I'll figure out what I want to go with eventually. It is called a flamboyance of flamingos. That's Uh, better than uh, I could (laughs) have even imagined. Welcome to Which Game First? where we explore the hilariously huge world of board games. Did we find any hidden treasures you've been missing out on? Let's find out. First up this week, we're buzzed to get those blooming blossoms pollinated in hibernation. Next up, we're flamingo-flinging row builders in Q-Birds. And lastly, we're freaking out as we trash match for the win in our eco I'm your host, Celeste Angelus, here with my decades-long gaming buddies, Evan Bernstein. Hello, everyone. Ed Povolitis. Hey, everybody, what's up? And Mike Grenier. Arigato. Arigato. Our first game up this week is Hibernation, designed by Kit Davin, Sabrina Scalarini, and Sean Chapel, Published by Ramstar Games, number of players 2 to 4, ages 10 and up. Playtime, 10 to 30 minutes. Okay, Mikey, tell us, what's in the box? On
1: the cover of Hibernation, we see the queen bee in all her glory with her magnificent scepter in one claw and a cute baby drone swaddled in another. So majestic. (laughs) Inside the honeycomb, you'll find 40 double-sided bee tiles, including flowers, pesticides beekeepers and bears oh my and 24 bear paw tokens and that's what's in the box
0: well before we tell you if this game stings or is as sweet as honey evan tell us how it's played
2: in hibernation be the best you can be (laughs) i wrote that how did
0: they not contact you for (laughs) taglines i know
2: seriously two-player game, or a two-team game, and it is a tabletop strategy game. Yep, each player or team receives a stack of 20 double-sided hexagonal B-tiles. One side has workers, the other side has drones, as well as three specialty tiles, which we'll talk about more, and they're chosen at random. Queen ZZ, that tile is the center. It at the center of the play space, and players take turns playing tiles from their stack. They can attach to Queen ZZ or their own Bs, but not directly to their opponent's Bs. When the two sides meet, each player on their turn can start converting their opponent's tiles to their own by switching their opponent's tiles between two of their own and flipping the tiles in between to show the opposite side. There are opportunities to flip tiles in multiple directions all at once, and when a player does this, they've made a multi-directional play. They're awarded another specialty tile, chosen from the stack at random. The winner is the player with more of their tiles face up. When the first player runs out of B tiles, and that is how you play.
0: Well, we got to play this on Tabletop Simulator with the designer, one of the designers, Sean Chapel.
2: Thank you, Sean.
0: Sean kept us on the straight and narrow while we, or at least on the <laughs> hexy path, while uh, we stumbled through the rules on a first-time play. What did you guys think of the art? Hey, colorful. Yay! Mm-hmm. Colorful. <laughs> very colorful. And I think Sean is the artist, I believe. He did say that.
2: Yeah. The, and the colors contrast nicely. In other words, flipping one side to the other, uh, very easy to spot the, the opponents as it has to be. Uh-huh. But, um, <laughs> you know, when you don't and I you don't always get that. Sometimes it's a little too subtle, but not in this case.
0: I always get a little bit worried when I hear that one of the designers is the artist because you're like, ooh, are they just, you know, trying to save money by doing the art themselves? Is this going to be up to the quality of professional art, etc.? Do you guys think they met that mark here?
1: I really enjoyed the art, especially the queen. (laughs) She looks like regal and she's like colorful. and Queen ZZ? Yeah, Queen Mm -hmm. ZZ, yeah. And it's to me, I feel like when an artist is the designer as well, they kind of put a little more of their own heart into it. So yeah. sometimes that actually makes it better.
2: Yeah, good point. I think the art is uh, very good looking and uh, real to a certain extent. It looks like he took some time and effort to really study the anatomy of a bee and get some of these finer details correct.
1: He even mentioned uh, about a little bit of research he put into the game when he was talking about the, how the workers kick out the drones or vice versa. I can't remember exactly what he said, but it definitely sounded like he put a little more time and effort into this game.
0: So there's tiles that are representative of the animals, bears and bees and beekeepers who are also animals. And then there's flower tiles. I think these flower tiles look a little bit like 70s album covers. They're kind of <laughs> trippy and psychedelic. <laughs> it's true.
1: Which which uh, which artist do you think? The Who or uh, maybe... Uh...
0: Yeah, definitely prog rock, you know. Yeah, Yeah,
1: maybe a little. Yes,
2: Genesis, maybe.
0: Yeah, Yeah, just (laughs) like
1: (laughs) Journey. I think
2: Journey. Journey. Yeah, maybe Journey.
3: Is this an abstract game? Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's an abstract game. It kind of reminds me of Othello, but with hexes. (laughs) Yeah. Of course, hexes are life. So instead of two different directions, you got three different directions or axes to work with.
0: Now, we didn't play two players. We played two teams, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, we did. All right. How did you think that went?
3: Fun.
1: It was fun and tricky, though, because you you have to really know what your teammate wants to do or what strategy you're trying to form together without really saying too much out loud because then the other team knows what you're doing. So team play can be a little tricky that way.
0: Yeah, especially when you're trying to talk like over the internet. (laughs) Uh, we what have tools another, you got there, Celeste? I got a, I got you know what I squawked about before. Uh, <laughs> right, right. And that's pretty <laughs> much it. I could set us up with some more spaces. I could put a bear up here. Boom, boom.
1: Um, that's not terrible.
0: No, I don't think it is. I don't,
1: I don't think it is at all. It's, it's all right. Let's do it. Boom. Right, let's do it. Bear, bear it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's hard to even give like eye signals or head nods or anything like that.
2: To me, there's something about a team game that keeps the players more engaged uh, Mm. to a certain degree. So I like it overall as a concept, and I think it delivers here.
0: I found it really helpful in this case when I was learning the rules. There's not a ton of rules to keep track of here, but it is a little nuanced in how you do the Mm. paths. And team play really helped me there. Uh, And speaking of nuanced in path making, what about flipping tiles?
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, basically it's all about trying to flip it many pounds as possible without getting flipped back.
1: Yeah, because that swings the points super hard.
3: Oh, so hard. I mean, he gets the point and he gets negative points <laughs> back. So it's like a double flip point. <laughs>
1: yep. Yeah, definitely. The swing is, uh, is a word I specifically used because that, that indicates points going from one team to another, which one point equals more like two points when that happens.
0: It is definitely a spatial awareness type of game too, because I ran into a similar problem with this game that I did with another hex game where I wasn't sure how certain tile maneuvers were going to affect other tiles. And in this case, I wasn't sure what I was going to be flipping back when I placed a tile.
1: Right, because it's not orthogonal, you know, it's not like vertical, horizontal only. It's like vertical and then two other semi-angles off of it. So you kind of have to think, you know, small triangles instead of squares.
3: Well, I mean, they're 360 degrees, but divided in 120-degree arcs. So there's three <laughs> separate <laughs> arcs you're working with there That's right.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> and what about those special tiles?
2: Well, this is where the game, you know, kicks it up a notch, as it were. Mm-hmm. You've got special tiles that will do various things. For example, if I were to play the special bear tile... Rawr, the bear comes in <laughs> It locks in the surrounding tiles Around the bear They cannot be flipped mm-hmm. So it's like having these end pieces That you can then work off of To start flipping lines everywhere
1: else It kind of becomes a blessing And a curse on the board though Because then kind of that avenue
0: of attack <clears throat> Is cut
3: off to everybody But oh
0: man, Evan in that pesticide tile
3: uh, Yeah, all the little special abilities are good Like the pesticide yeah. blows stuff up <laughs> Yep Mm-hmm. Let it go over here. Pesticide, kill
2: all these! Boom, boom, boom. Myrtle. A discard pile oh.
3: Yeah. You
2: filthy animal. That makes me smile. Oh. <laughs> 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 Poof. Gone. All of them in the, in the area. There's also the beekeeper tile, which is like a wild tile. You can exchange it for any other tile that you want, either a special tile or a regular bee tile. Mm -hmm. So that comes in handy. I really Mm -hmm. wanted one of those, and I didn't get one. Yeah, I didn't get one either, and that was a bit disappointing in a sense.
0: I'm not sure that there's enough of those special tiles.
1: I think more of those special tiles might add too much to the complexity of this game. And maybe for like a second, third playthrough, maybe having a couple optional ones to come in would be pretty cool. But definitely mm-hmm. for a first time playthrough, I I thought the amount was pretty good.
3: Yeah, I see what you're saying. I mean, there's only two bee- beekeepers in there out of the 16 special tiles that could be in the game. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's like yeah, you got to either get one or not. And they're no, they're basically any power.
0: And Mikey, I know you found a glitch.
1: Yep. Uh-oh. Well, we're talking about the beekeeper. This isn't really a glitch that affects the game, really, unless you want to be a super jerk. Um, but you can, <laughs> but there's an action you can take to play. I think it is the beekeeper where you pull another tile out of the box and uh-huh. it lets you play that tile immediately. So if you get a beekeeper and there's a beekeeper in the discard, you can trade a beekeeper for a beekeeper in an infinite loop. <laughs> So if you want somebody to die of old age, you could just do that for the rest of your life. Oh, lives.
2: great.
3: It's
1: a way to stalemate the game,
3: is what <laughs> <Right>. you're saying.
1: <laughs> exactly. Do you concede, or do I have to do this a thousand more times?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah, that's kind of like, yeah, I get it being a little too little there. Well, I'm just going to keep mm-hmm. on doing this. Well, right. and then, and then, but yeah, it's like, no, because people like that are basically the reason why I'm like, you can do this except for getting a beekeeper
1: yeah (laughs) well the reason i brought it up was not just because of being a jerk but like in magic the gathering i find a lot of these infinite mana loops too you know Uh, so what what happens is you build a game and you have the base part of it and right now the beekeeper exchanging for another beekeeper infinitely doesn't matter but if there's some other element to the game that they add later where it's like every time you play a tile x happens then you just okay well I'll play this tile infinite number of times and then The the triggering effect happens an infinite number of times. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it was a warning. And I actually mentioned it to the designer when we were playing with him.
2: He can correct that with one quick uh, rules (laughs) amendment.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury Hibernation. Mike? This game doesn't have a crazy steep learning
1: curve, which I liked, but it does have enough nuance in the strategy to keep me on my toes. So I say, dig it up.
0: Evan?
2: Hibernation is a very solid strategy game. The four-player or two-team option I think helps, and the theme informs play nicely. Perhaps the only thing I did not really care for was the title. Mm. (laughs) Believe it or not, but that's true. Uh, Other than that, very good game. Dig it up.
3: Ed? I played Othello a few times, but it never really stuck with me. So I'm not really sure if hibernation is the right honey for me. But the taste was just interesting enough for me to try playing again. So for that reason, I'll dig it up.
0: I think it plays well as a team game and probably would play well solo as well. I enjoyed the art a lot. And I do want to learn more about just how these paths work and flip. So I will dig it up for more plays. If you have thoughts about hibernation, let us know. We are at Witch Game First on social media. And you can check out our playthrough on Facebook and YouTube. Hey, everybody, we are in it right now. It's happening. Evan, what's happening? (laughs)
2: <laughs> the Board Game Design Conference
0: Online Virtual Live. Fuego! It is not too late to get tickets. Even if you miss the first few events, you can still get in there live and you can check out those missed events on recordings. Still an opportunity here to meet great people in the board game design industry and learn from them directly.
3: Till the come is Reiner Neesius Keynote beach you can
0: ask him about
3: how to be a successful game
2: designer board game design conference.com is the website all the information is there purchase your tickets just one price 29.95 gets you access to everything
0: you can check out the full schedule there of all of the events and everything you'll be learning We've got 12 seminars
1: over the three weekends. Twelve. We're not going to slap you in the face with them all at once. You're going (laughs) to spread it out nicely over three weekends starting on May 7th. There's going to be live Q&A. So if you ever had a burning question you wanted to ask to Martin Wallace or any of those crazy people who drive me insane but I love anyway, (laughs) uh, (laughs) you'll get to ask them those awesome questions.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. You don't have to sit in your seat for a long period of time. The conferences are spread out, all virtual, all live.
1: And uh, we have a great host, too. His name is Grant Lyon, <laughs> really fun comedian. We had him on our show before, but he's going to be hosting the entire event.
2: Tell your friends, tell your family, and share it on all of your social media platforms as well. It's That's com.
0: We'll see you there. Our next game up this week is Q-Birds, designed by Stefan Alexander. Published by Catch-Up Games in 2018, number of players 2 to 5. Ages 8 and up, playtime 20 minutes. Okay, Mike, what's in the box?
1: The cover shows us a butterfly flitting gently by on diamond-shaped wings as a cubicle robin sits contentedly on a very squared-off string of barbed wire. Inside the box... Get ready for it. (laughs) Our 110 bird cards. (laughs) (laughs) And that's
0: what's in the box. (laughs) Tweet, tweet. tweet. And before we let this review take flight, Evan, tell us how it's played.
2: Q-Birds is a card game. Cards with birds on them. Collect (laughs) sets of birds and score points. Players begin with eight bird cards in their hand, because eight birds in the hand is worth two in the bush. Is that how that goes? I think so. Yeah. Birds are also laid out in the middle of the table in community card fashion in four rows, and each row is called a fence. On your turn, you're going to lay a series of identical bird cards from your hand onto one end of the fence. These birds instantly gather with any identical bird already present on that fence, making all birds placed in between them fly magically into your hand. (laughs) And with enough identical birds in your hand, you can perform a flock, allowing you to add some of these birds into your scoring area. Be the first player to collect seven different species or two species with at least three identical birds in each. Each bird comes with one small and one big flock score, so you may want to wait. Right, Mike? The epic win, Mm -hmm. you may want to wait to reach a big flock to add more birds at once to your scoring area. But beware, (sighs) because the round can end as soon as a player empties their hand, forcing all players to discard their current hands and plans.
1: That is harsh. (laughs) So
2: brutal. Ah. So first there were bees, now there are birds. I detect a pattern here.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) our last game is about goats just so you know (laughs) (laughs) well we played this game on board game arena yeah
3: board game arena how did it look there guys
1: oh cute really cute it it reminded me of like minecraft or something where you got like you know everything's cubically shaped oh
0: yeah Uh, definitely
2: has that minecraft vibe Mm
0: -hmm. Yes, I expected to see Steve in the background here. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and very brightly colored. It's just a green on the lower half of the cart and blue on the top for grass and sky. And I really like that. It's behind every bird, the same blue and green. Very bright and peppy.
3: Well, they're all also hanging out on the same barbed wire that seemed to go on for miles and miles and miles. <laughs>
0: and apparently it wraps in a zigzag because we're doing rows over rows mm-hmm. over rows of them.
1: Yeah, and it goes through several countries because it has birds from all over the world <laughs> in it.
3: Or <laughs> well, it's an international zoo.
0: Lots of birds I never uh, knew existed.
3: Like the duck? <laughs>
0: All right, so now I've got some cards in my hand. Let me see. Ooh, choices, choices, choices. I think I will take. Oh wow. All right. I'm going to assume this is the same thing even though it doesn't quite look the same.
3: No, <laughs> yeah, they, they are slightly different, I notice.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they are yes. both ducks. Okay. Okay, got it. Ducks, done. This is a set collection game, right?
3: Yeah, it's a set collection game and a kind of a drafting game. So cuz you're trying to build up set by drafting cards from the center, but you're going to also have to return cards from your hand. Ah. So it's like, (laughs) I want to get that, but I don't want to leave this behind because my game might need it.
0: Yes, exactly. Tough choices. Lots of them. What I loved about the set collection was the two ways to score. I loved that there was a low way to score, meaning just a fast, get it out of your hand and onto the table way to score. Meh. Or a take your time, see if you can put more together and get yeah. more points. That's the
3: stuff. Epic point! That's the
2: stuff. Yeah, it satisfies both types of game players. The instant gratification, give me the points now, or the I'm gonna take my sweet time and go for the big
1: one. Yeah. I mean, as the epic play in this game though is dangerous in two different ways. Risky, risky. <laughs> so risky. For, for one, you're building up all of the same kind of card in your hand to try to get a bunch of them out at once, you know. And What ends up happening is that if you get cornered where you have nothing else to play, you have to play not just one of that card, but all of the matching cards out of your hand. (laughs) Risky. And then you could be just handing that over to somebody else. You know, you put five cards of the same kind and then somebody matches it on the other end on their next turn and swoop, takes your whole chunk.
2: The the reward of the higher point uh, that you can be uh, awarded, is that worth that risk, Mike?
1: I mean, to me, it's worth the risk. Mathematically speaking, it's pretty risky. So it's hard to say whether it's worth it or not, just, just because the reward
0: isn't super high.
3: It, it, the reward is double, so that's pretty good. It is double,
0: yeah. But yeah. getting nine cards out instead of yeah. six is really... Getting six out is hard. Yeah. <laughs>
3: that seems tough, yeah. Well, I mean, the little birds are, like, everywhere. So, I like, mean, how yeah. how cards are going to be six of them? It's like, you know, you know, throw a stone you hit two of them. <laughs> well some of them <laughs> yes
0: ho, ho. oh oh ah. oh i must lay a bird okay ah. you must don't mind if i you do you must lay a bird i shall fly <laughs> home thank you very much boom boom here's what i loved about those numbers also they're the numbers are in the corner nice and big and easy to read six birds or nine birds those are your stats for example and some of them are like two birds and three birds And it all depends on how rare they are in the deck. If you get a 6-9 bird, that means there's a lot of those in the deck. If you get a 2-3 bird, that means there's only a few in the deck. So you only have to get two of them to score. I really like that. It served two purposes. It told you what you needed, how many you needed to match, and it told you the rarity level.
1: Yeah, for a person like me, like I'm always asking about deck frequency of cards to see what their value is. But this one has them printed right on the front, basically. It doesn't tell you how many are in the deck, but it does give you a good idea of what the frequency is by how many you need to collect, which is That's nice.
2: Cool. It saves you the trouble of having a, a little player card or a score sheet <laughs> on the set. Yep.
0: I think it actually tells you in the lower left corner how many there are in the deck. Is that right, Ed?
3: Yeah, that number is the number in the deck. Mm. Oh, that's great. The cards are really, really clear and help Mm -hmm. you. And
0: I followed those a lot. And I don't think I would have if they weren't printed right on the card. Like, Mm -hmm. I always think, oh, yeah, it'd be great to keep track of how many cards are in the deck. But I'm not referencing something else while I'm playing. (laughs) Right.
2: (laughs) Please. The glance
1: to the side. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of like going for the ones that have less frequency in the deck because a lot of people are going to avoid that card. Or at least you guys in general, I think you guys avoid those ones more often.
0: Well, I would have Mike, and normally mm-hmm. I do. I'd be like, uh, too hard. But right. they, I think, deliberately made the rare birds more attractive (laughs) oh you mean the art (laughs) yes and i'm like i really want that that's
3: true yeah i mean i i I agree i i got them just because like i only need one more i got a flamingo i only need one more to show up and i got my set yep
1: and they definitely show up when they hit the table that's for sure bright Mm -hmm. pink
3: long covers the whole card (laughs) (laughs) i think they're all pretty cute cute in their cubic form and when you're collecting this set important thing is that card now comes out of the game sitting on that player's side so that changes the odds so it's like yeah i'm trying to get flamingo, but celeste already has one on this her little tableau there and that means there's one less of them in the deck and
0: what do you guys think of the sudden end how is that Oof. for an ending <laughs> oh. it's pretty sudden <laughs> <laughs> especially on bga where they're just like ding 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 you're done
2: yeah, yeah. Yep. It is unceremonious how B-
3: <laughs> how BGA ends those games sometimes. <laughs> yeah, or, or a hand. that's like, yeah, hey, yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna get a build this set. Oh, your hand just got flushed out. What? What
1: happened? <laughs> yeah, I was trying to get big sets, and that was very upsetting to see. So the game paying just...
3: attention
2: to the number of cards the other players has is part of the game.
1: mm mm-hmm. Absolutely, and and you can see on the table too what's about to get picked up and all that. So th- there's some cues to know maybe the game's gonna come to an end soon, but. It is really sudden.
0: (laughs) Okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury Q-Birds. Evan?
3: Well, I didn't get a chance to play, but I know Polly wants a cracker. (laughs) Ed? I was charmed by the look of these birds on the card, which is a great first impression. While the gameplay is light and much of it is up to luck of the draw, the choices were fun and engaging. So dig up these little cubic birds and bring them home, Mike. I really did like
1: the cute look of these angular Minecraftian birds, but the set collection aspect of the game didn't really hold my interest enough for me to play it a second time. I'm gonna have to bury it. Boo! <laughs> can't Are we boo not my, allowed to
0: boo each you other's boo choices? can't boo my berry. <laughs> The the only reason I boo your choice, Mike, is because I love, love, loved this game. It's <laughs> right up my alley. I do enjoy set collection since I was a little kid playing with my older sister, playing mm-hmm. gin rummy. So set collection and different takes on set collection have always been of interest to me. I loved everything about it and the pacing. Great timing for this game. Dig it up. <laughs> if you have thoughts about... Q Birds, card matching games, odds taking. Let us know we are at which game first on all of our social media. You can see our playthrough of this on Facebook and YouTube. Check it out and subscribe today. We would love to hear from you. Our last game up this week is Our Eco, designed by Susumo Kawasaki. Published by Kawasaki Factory in 2003. Number of players, 2 to 5. Ages 8 and up. Playtime, 20 minutes. Okay, Mike, tell us, what's in the box?
1: On the cover, we see two good citizens picking up recyclables. Although cheerful, they don't seem to have a solid plan for what to do next (laughs) as they stare down an enormous pile of glass bottles. If we look a little deeper we find 100 garbage cards, 32 reward tokens, and 4 disposal
0: facility cards. And that's what's in the box. Before we let you know if this game is trash or recycle ready, Evan, tell us how it's played.
2: Our Eco is a card collection game in which the idea is to turn in your garbage cards into one of the four correct recycling facilities. When a factory reaches four cards of the same type, The player contributing the fourth card receives a scoring card from the factory. But you have to have two of the same kind of scoring card in order for those points to count. One scoring card gets you nothing. Hmm. Collect additional garbage cards from the dump each time you recycle. (laughs) Five is the maximum hand. If you go over five, you have to illegally dump, and that gets you negative points. Mike. (laughs) Oh my. (laughs) When one of the reward tokens from one of the facility is emptied, that triggers the end of the game, and the player with the most scoring points is the R-Eco Champion.
0: Champion, champion of Trash. Trash Master. Trash Trash, master. Master. Trash Man. Trash, man. Trash, Trash Master Flash. <laughs> Trash Flash. The Garbage Champion of the World. <laughs> Garbage King. Well, we played this game on Yukata.de. Yeah. hi baby. Smart yeah, I know Tabletop Simulator is Evan's favorite because he can mess with the table, but I love Yukata and all its old school goodness. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yukata is unglamorous, and I think that's perfect for this highly unglamorous game. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think about the art here?
1: Somebody.
3: <laughs> yep, that's about yeah. right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it got colors. Um, It got... Pictures of different kinds of, um, well, recyclable denim. Yeah, yeah. It's colored.
1: And there's a cockroach mascot in every single card doing a different position depending on who he's hanging out with.
0: Okay, guys, guys. (laughs) Eyeballs on every single piece of trash is Uh. (laughs) (laughs) off-putting. A pile of living
3: creatures?
0: (laughs) Yeah. And then the shades of colors that they chose also off-putting.
3: I
1: like the shades they chose because it's supposed to be undesirable. It's like a little icky, but like still colorful at the same time.
0: It runs perilously close, though, Mike. I hear you, but it runs perilously <laughs> close to making the game itself undesirable.
3: <laughs> Ooh. All right. All right. Well, what's interesting here is that uh, that's just one edition of the game that we're looking at. Okay. Also, um, there is a newer, but kind of Japanese style that kind of just showed the item
2: themselves. Oh my gosh! And look at that. It looks like a Japanese instruction manual. Almost.
0: Now, Ed, are you sure this isn't the original because it is? A, it is a Japanese company that
3: made this, right? But this is the 2019 printing of it. Oh, I from see. From what I understand. Uh, wow. So it is a newer printing. of There is an older printing of it. Yukata uses one of the older uh, sets that uses tokens instead of cards for huh. the rewards. That's why ah. Evan was talking about the reward tokens. All ah. right. Yeah. Oh, right.
0: The newer version looks a lot cleaner.
3: A lot clearer. Yeah. Can I say
1: something about these cards though? They're the milkshake one, right? The the soda cup or whatever it's supposed to be. It reminds me of if anybody's ever seen Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Oh yes, yes that's it's right. Like Shake Zula, the Mike Rula, the old schooler. <laughs> That's what he looks like.
0: Good <laughs> point, Mike. The one with Frylock, yeah. that one? Frylock, yep, and Meatwad. <laughs> <yeah>. Meatwad!
1: <laughs> I kind of can make a comparison to all three of them on these three cards that I'm seeing here.
0: That's actually a great way to describe the art on this, too, because it is mm-hmm. very... <laughs>
1: aquatintish. <laughs> Aquatine.
0: Yes, it is. But grosser.
1: (laughs) Not grosser. Come on. Meatwad had hair sticking out of him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. Let's let's move past the art and get into the gameplay. It's also
3: a set collection game, right, Ed? Yeah, yes. It's another set collection game where you're trying to collect sets of trash and then put it in the right garbage container so you can get more trash. Oh. You have to recycle. <laughs> hey Celeste,
2: I recently heard you commenting that you love set collection games.
3: I do,
0: I do. <laughs> so yeah, keep continue, Ed. It's set collecting and drafting, and you're trying to collect junk on junk, and there's these center yep. piles where you're really stuck picking up stuff you don't want,
3: right? Yeah, 'cause you go there you go to the right dump, you drop off the right color thing for that dump, hopefully completing a set. There so you can get rewards and I'll put air quotes around that. <laughs> and then you get whatever's underneath it as more trash that you're gonna have to ship through and recycle. And then of course, if you end up with too much junk, you have to throw it away and get you negative points. And of course some of the rewards are negative point too, so ah Wow, that's uh, mm-hmm. awful. This is just, just wretched. Yeah, it is
1: pretty wretched. <sighs> so I just traded the same card I had before. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Boy, Mikey can't stand those negative points. I can't. I'm just He's like, willing to do anything.
1: <laughs> I will literally scrape the bottom of the barrel to avoid those negative points. Yeah, mm-hmm. how thematically does that work? I show up at the dump with three bottles to throw <laughs> away, and I get like Two soda cans, two newspapers, and, like, another bottle somehow.
3: (laughs) Oh, you're the
0: trash guy. Here, have some more trash. Yeah, what the heck? Am I dumping or scavenging? What am I doing
1: here? Right. (laughs) I didn't understand what they were getting at here.
0: So many times you were stuck leaving, like, not completing the set and just setting Mm -hmm. it up for the next guy.
1: Right. Mm. So hard.
0: And it was a game of simply avoiding that. That was the majority of the game for me. It's just (laughs) avoiding setting somebody else up. I mean, I felt like
1: Martin Wallace must have made this game or something because, like, you're literally dodging negatives the entire game.
3: You know, there's yeah, so, so many the ways same. to get
1: negative points.
3: Yeah, could I see what Celeste was talking about? Like, oh, trying not to set up the next person, which is something you're trying not to do. But I felt like myself trying to, like, I'm weeding through trying to avoid the the, the pitfalls that are on the way. Like, what, what's action could I take to get me the least negative points instead of like enjoying gaining points it's
0: just ducking negatives the whole game
3: how well can you duck yeah
0: and it kind of
1: bothered me too because I'm like oh cool a game about recycling it'll feel like you're being rewarded for recycling no I felt like every time I showed up with my recycling I was getting punished it made me not want to recycle anymore (laughs)
3: It's so true. But
2: aren't (laughs) some of the quote-unquote reward cards negative points uh, unto themselves?
3: That too.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That's just another way to get negatives.
3: (laughs) What they do is they start off with, no, the first time you go to the dump and collect the set for them, you get zero points. (laughs) Zero Nothing. You get some extra garbage and no points. (laughs) And then the next time you go there, you you get one point. Mm -hmm. And the next time it's two points. And then the next time... Minus two points. <laughs> right. Uh, right. And then, Ed, after that, it's what? Four, three points? There's four points and the five points. The big one uh, hidden underneath the minus two. So it's kind of like you're trying to you know, wait it out so to see which one of you other suckers are going to get the minus two. So <laughs> I can then swoop in and get the fours and the five. Ed is the one
0: in the right position here.
3: Uh, Seems to often be the case.
0: Yeah. yeah, but, you know, it's like we keep setting Ed up to be the winner of the thing. No matter what I play here, anything I take will put me over into Negs. Mm. Stinky. The
1: Negledon. negledon. He got negledon.
0: <laughs> right.
2: Yeah, but remember, when one pile runs out, that triggers the end of the game, right? It so. does.
0: Oh, I, I could, it couldn't come fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it almost wow. guarantees
1: that the person who gets the five points and ends the game is going to win right unless mm. cuz the only other points that could even get you back to normal is four
2: <laughs> that's true mike <laughs> unless unless that number 5 unless that 5 point card is the only one you get from that particular one recycling center and therefore it's worth zero
1: yeah yep. so you might want to pick up that zero or that minus 2 so you can win the game with three points which is i think what happened with us, right? Yeah,
2: and prevent someone else from doubling up their cards and getting, allowing them to
3: have points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was the other odd thing about the scoring. You had to get at least two of something. Otherwise, if you only got one score at the center, eh, you get yeah. nothing. You didn't come here often enough.
1: So, like, if you go to the same pile and get the zero and the negative two you get to score, congratulations, negative two points for getting two cards out of the same stack.
3: Yeah, well, just don't well, do that. I think you get the dish to minus two. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's what this game could, should be called, is just don't do that. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole game We spent trying to not do something. Uh, uh, uh.
3: Maybe, maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe the person in here was against recycling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, right, that's right, Ed. This is this is this uh, game propaganda. Big, this
0: trash. Game. <laughs> big trash, big <laughs> trash. Exactly. Yeah, recycling's not worth it. This look song. at this
2: mess. For example,
0: this game. <laughs> I gotta, guys. I have to come back to these colors. Mike, what <laughs> are you talking about? The orange on these orange cards is so uh-huh.
1: putrid. It's yeah. like burnt
2: almost in a way.
1: No, look at Shake Zula. There's a, a range of colors on that card. <laughs> no, it's you
0: just a... <laughs> like Shake Zula. That's
1: the... <laughs> I also like Shake Zula. And I don't just like him, I also like
0: him. Do you also like your garbage to have eyeballs? No. That I'll agree with. (laughs) A pile of
1: garbage looking up at me like, why'd you throw me away? No, no thanks.
0: Anthropomorphic garbage. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Everything's staring you down in this game. Even the roach.
0: Yeah, and a cockroach (laughs) in a derby. (laughs) and a
2: drunk bottle on a puke green background, right? All right.
1: (laughs) Anybody got any guesses how we're going to reward this game?
0: Well, (laughs) I didn't
2: play the game, so I'm going to have to withhold my judgment. I'm (laughs) curious to hear what you guys have
0: to say. Okay, explorers, it's time to dig up
3: or bury our eco. (laughs) No emphasis there. Ed? It was kind of (laughs) interesting to pick your way through all the trash to find the right stuff to turn in but the penalty felt like wading through a minefield. Ah. (laughs) So I might play this again if it came to the table, but I'm not sure if I suggest this at the moment. So for that reason, I'm going to bury this in a recycle bin for now.
1: (laughs) Mikey? This was an exercise in futility, and it made recycling seem like a frustrating and pointless activity. (laughs) There were some interesting mechanics, don't get me wrong with the negative points and stuff, but despite that... I have to bury it.
0: This game is as clunky and stinky as its theme. (laughs) Bury it. Wow. If you have thoughts about our ego, let us know. We are at Which Game First on social media. Check out our Instagram page. Become a follower there and on YouTube and Facebook. We'll see you there. And that brings us to the end of our show. We look forward to hearing about all the game exploring you're doing. And if you would like more content from us, more perks, more stuff, and especially a private podcast for patrons only. Just go to our website and click on become a supporter today today if you get a chance please leave us a shout out a like a review mention us anywhere and right now get yourself a ticket for the board game design conference going on right now
2: bgdc it's amazing
0: we'll see you there happy gaming explorers hot garbage get your hot garbage here ew stop staring at me trash
3: Ooh, i want some cubic bird <laughs> <laughs>